Mornings in 95.7 The Game, KGMC FM at HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Will and on 95.7 The Game. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. Here, I can look it up. Do you know off the top of your head, how many NFL teams Sean Salisbury played for? Ah, boy. I would say four is my guess. I think I have it as potentially five if we include offseason and practice squad. Is that right, Sean Salisbury? Are we at five? Uh, that's a good question. I have to count. And I never was on a practice squad team. I was always on the regular roster. Okay. So one, two, Minnesota, San Diego, brief stint in Houston. and Indy. Yeah, five. Five, right? Seahawks, yeah. Indy, yeah. Minnesota, Houston, San Diego. Here's why that's I it. ask. And welcome, Most of it in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, good. And, and hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Good to be on with you guys. Hell, I'm glad you asked the question. I don't even know the answer to my own damn career. Exactly. So. There you go. <laughs> Sean Salisbury with us here on Willard and Dibs, 95.7 The Game. So here's why I ask. Did it ever get spicy in any sort of a way between you and a team you left and then coming back around? Because Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, for different reasons and in different ways, they seem a little 49ers spicy here as they get ready for Dolphins Niners. And whatever it takes, man. That's what I mean. Guys do it different. I mean, I, I don't think it's spite. Let's listen. Let, let me preface this by saying no matter if it, when somebody either quits on you or doesn't sign you, when I say quits on you, trades you or cuts you or lets you walk in free agency, whatever it is, they're basically saying they're not interested anymore or they can't afford you. You're not part of it. And when they do that or somebody leaves, there's that feeling of, well, wait a minute. They don't love me anymore, even if they may have really liked them. And so there's always the incentive. Listen, you go back and play your old team. You want to prove to your ex-teammates, to the fans in the stands. There's no doubt. The key is you can't let your, and I don't think it's spite for these guys, but your get caught up in. It's like when you're playing a guy in hoops, guys, and he's talking at the gym all the time, right? And he finally talks his way into you taking yourself out of your game because you're more worried about him. Same thing can happen here. It's Once the game starts, it's football, and spite. Ice is okay. Some guys handled. I was never bitter at X teams, but you're damn right. When I played against a team that I had previously played for, I wanted to play out of my mind or have a good game against them to send a message. But I tried not to let that use up my practice time or my week because I wasn't good. I'm not. I'm not good enough like Caleb Williams to run around and make plays no matter what. I needed to focus on it. So I, it's okay to have that incentive. And if if there's bulletin board material, use it to your advantage. But they still got buddies, but they want to send a loud message. I can't blame them. What about the message being sent from coach to coach? My laminated spreadsheet is better than your laminated play sheet. You got McDaniel and Shannon. And the master and the pupil. Is there going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe showcasing my formation is better than yours on Sunday? Absolutely. That's such a great point. But going back, even them, guys, you think about this. You want to go into. You want to go into, hey, listen, I'm Mike. I was, you know, I don't want to say the understudy, but he was my boss. And, and we learned together. We were attached at the hip at places along the way. We can finish each other's senses. But I'm going to prove to, the, to, 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 to my head coach that now that I'm the head coach, we do things different than him, and I'm a little bit better. Of course. And I don't think it's in a mean, spiteful way. And the truth is you could probably go like this, hand Mike 
uh, Kyle's play sheet and had Kyle Mike's play sheet and say, yeah, I knew this is what you were going to do on third down. It, just different rapper, honestly. And they'll do it different because one has more speed on the perimeter. The other, and Mike would rather run it more right now, but their, their efficiency is throwing the hell out of the ball. And so we know what they both want to do. There's not going to be surprises, but... There may be one okie doke mixed in to get something going, but I think they pretty much know each other. It'll come down to execution. Both of them will design a great plan, and it usually does. But, yeah, the gamesmanship, oh, I can't imagine huh. the, the, the nonsense that's talked when they get on the field during <laughs> pregame warm-up because, you know, McDaniel talks that all the time to Tua. Oh, I would imagine Kyle and, and Mike are getting after it and having fun. But don't kid yourself. With all the fun and games and friends, you damn well know the other one wants to show the other one up and win the game. But you can't let your ego take over what you need to do on third and three as opposed to show Kyle Shanahan or Mike McDaniel that I'm still the king, right? But it'll be a fun, that's a fun sidebar in this game. No, this is a really good one. It's got so many levels to it. Sean, what about this one? Especially with your quarterback uh, history, I I wonder how you would have felt in these situations. The well-documented story of Mike McDaniel showing Tua, I believe in you. You can be this player. And he's come out and he's played as well as any quarterback in the NFL. Meantime, The other side of the ball, here's Jimmy Garoppolo, who was fired, left to be in shorts during training camp throughout the offseason, and then a broken ankle leads to him being the starting quarterback. Very opposite. His coach has told him, I don't believe in you. How do you see that affecting these two quarterbacks? I think we've already seen it with Jimmy. I mean, it's happened all the time, and Jimmy's responded. You know what's crazy about it? Both of them, along with Hurts, and I guess Baker Mayfield, but Baker was being moved out of his building, you know, to another place. What Name me three quarterbacks more maligned and the questions surrounded them. Jimmy was supposed to lose his job. Hurts, we're not real sure if he's a guy that can throw it and run it equally well and how good will he be as a passer. And Tua, remember we wanted to replace him, right? When Florida, oh, we want Deshaun Watson. We're not sure Tua's physically good enough. Well, Tua leads under like the, the quarterback rating thing that ESPN does, the, the quarterback stuff. He's like one in like 15 categories under pressure, against zone, against in the red zone backed up i mean he's off the charts and mike's had been mike believed in him and and said listen here's why like see i've looked in the mirror and said sean you suck like Tua said he did or do you suck (laughs) but then my the the mirror talked back to me and said yeah sean 700 plays ain't gonna fix it for you with Tua, (laughs) there's this ability and mike to that's part of being great guys is getting buy-in however you do it he got Tua to buy in Tua got him to buy into accuracy, throwing on time, go get me weapons. And now he's a front runner for the MVP on the other side of back to Jimmy. I think we've already got the answer how Jimmy responds during all this kind of kick to the curb. Oh, he's just a guy. Well, here he is running, you know, 15, 16 touchdowns against four or five picks, whatever it is, and playing really efficient football and answering the call and increasing his value and giving the 49ers a legitimate chance to win. Jimmy's answered it, but it was 180 degrees. Degrees difference of how both franchises went about building their guy up. One built him up, one had to build himself up with the help of his, help of his teammates. And the teammates have been very helpful, especially that defense. We'll get to them in a minute, but first the run game. If Christian McCaffrey is unable to go, they already lost Eli Mitchell. They're averaging just 4.4 per carry, which is 17th in the league. How can Kyle Shanahan get to his comfort zone of 30 rushes if he's got to lean on two rookies to carry the rock? I'm going to tell you what I do this week. And Lowe and I mentioned and talked about a little bit. Debo Samuel becomes a more, he, I, I, he's 
carrying the ball because he's physical and I can be versatile with him even if he doesn't touch it. I'm going to get Debo more carries from that position, even if it's on empty of the backfield and he runs jet sweep inside zone. He is going to touch it a few more times if that's the case. But you also have to have trust. you got to trust that your scheme's good enough to at least give you enough that Jimmy can run play action. And then you're going to lean on. These are the times, guys, and you asked about Jimmy, guys, you, about how they went about it. These are the times, oh, McCaffrey may not be able to go day to day, leaning on rookies. Where's Debo going to be deployed? Isn't this when we expect the guy to, the quarterback to step up his game, right? Another level. Jimmy, we may have to throw it 35 times, and you're going to have to respond and may have to match to a throw for throw if it comes to that. I don't think they're going to abandon the run because I'm going to tell you what you don't want to do, even with that defense. You don't want to go three and out, three and out, three and out because they're getting people in space like crazy and the ball comes out. So I would imagine Jimmy to elevate. You got to trust what you do with rookies and hope they're ready. But I would in tough situations. Debo Samuel would be catching it, running it, or catching it from the backfield this week more than he has since McCaffrey's been there. Sean, uh, speaking of that show you did with Lowe, which you can catch every Monday right here on 95.7 The Game, uh, you said in that football hour that, that at times you think Jimmy can't make the easy throw and that if he could, that would be a total game changer. Expand on that if you would. And it's it, not that he can't, but the, the thing for me, I'm not really worried about Jimmy, and you saw it this past week, guys. I'm not worried about him making a high-stress throw because I think he's pretty good. And now, he may not have the physical ability that Allen or Mahomes have, but he's he'll make a difficult throw because he understands, and the ball comes out quick with him, too. The thing that has hampered him is the common throw. Not all the time. I think he can make it. But that's what the deal is. A lot of times we're wondering, can a guy throw a whole shot versus too deep? Does he have enough arm? For Jimmy, for me, it is when you run a corner route or when Iuke's open in the end zone, that you, you don't miss the open guy. You know, guys, think about when you're playing with your, when we're all playing catch with our buddies, you know, like, or you're playing hoops and you got a layup in two on two and you click it off the top, it hits off the rim and, and you said, go up and dunk it and finish. Don't miss the common layup. I don't want Jimmy to miss the layups. It's the one in the Super Bowl. It's last week against like it's the wheel route that you got a shot to put it in there and you just overthrow it. Can he? Yes. But in big games like this, which is one of the offense and defense and two of the teams that could meet again in February, they're both good enough, is to... The, 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 I'm not worried about the shallow crosser. It's that corner route. The corner squats, and I throw it to the back pylon. Do I make it where it's an easy catch when there's five yards of space? I'm not really worried about the three yards of space. It's the simple throw. If Jimmy will hit layups, the 49ers are good enough to not only win this game, but to win the NFC when all is said and done. And I think he can, but that's been my concern too many, when I say too many, a, a throw here or two throws there, the common throw in big moments is the one he's got to make. And we've seen big games swing on him not making those throws in right. big moments. On the other side, this defense, Sean, has been so nasty. Four cool. second-half shutouts consecutively. What do you think about the matchup, though, with Waddle and Tyreek against a secondary that hasn't really been tested deep too much? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I was just doing a podcast before I came on with you guys, and my number one key is exactly what you're talking about with this. And the, the, and the 49ers defense, listen, if you don't bring it, you better bring a good supply of body bags because you're gonna they're going to hurt you. I mean, it, that's how good they can be. To me, the biggest key to this game, because even if you blitz Tua off the slot or bring somebody from secondary – he, the ball comes out so quickly, guys, and he's processing information so quickly. The ball will come out even if it's a free runner. 
you know, now if you get interior pressure, he's not a great scrambler east and west. So they're going to try to dial up different looks. But to me, the whole key is on the perimeter, whether it's slot or on the outside, is taking Tyreek Hill and Waddle, who got great speed. Guys, when you watch Miami during this year, doesn't it feel like you're watching seven on seven? I mean, they're running to yep, windows that are I, like a big 12 offense running against big 12 defense. Like, damn, he just threw that and there was an 18-wheeler that, <laughs> that, that could have fit in there. Well, but he's still throwing on time. So for me, it's as the corners take them off their mark. You got to get your hands, and Michael probably counter with motion and moving people around. The the corners and the people, the slot corners and nickel and dime. You have got to take, make sure you get your hands on. If they get a free release and you're chasing, they're going to create space. It doesn't matter who you are. You got to be physical at the line and take them off their mark. So two instead of three quick hitch throw or quick three and throw or catch and release, he has to take an extra hold. And if you make him hesitate a little bit, it takes them off their rhythm offense. And now the windows close a little tighter. Be physical at the line. And you can't give up the home run. If you've got balls enough to play press man and you don't get a hand on him, he's going to throw a touchdown over the top. So it depends. You're going to have to be multiple, but you better be physical with those guys. Because if they're playing in space, it wouldn't matter if you brought Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes back. <laughs> they're going to get open. The difference is Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes are going to maul you at the line of scrimmage. So you you can't get to that spot. Important matchup for the 49ers in the secondary this week. So, Sean, if I did three teams in each conference, if I say Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City, and then in the NFC I say Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, do you agree with me that in one form or another I just named the Super Bowl matchup? I agree that you named the six best teams in the NFL. Right there. With teams like, even though they're 9-2, and two, for some reason people don't buy in. I understand the history, but they... You know, Vikings, the Jets are playing decent, but do they have, will Mike White elevate them again against good teams? We can go through, will the char, who are the Chargers? I think we're still wondering. Um, so yeah, I, you just to me named the six best teams in the NFL, and I'll be shocked if four of those that you just named are the six. Cincinnati's going to disrupt it somewhere. I'll be pretty shocked if four of the six you just named are not playing in the NFC-AFC championship game. And no love for Tennessee, Sean. I'm surprised with the uh, the gritty run game and the physicality and what Vrabel has done. I'm shocked, I, Sean. I'm, I'm stunned. I friggin' love him. Don't be stunned. Don't be stunned. <laughs> I, I love him. Here's why. Now, now, and Burks is elevated. You guys see the way he's playing now? Yep, the, yeah, the rookie, absolutely. He's the, that, to me, is got me on the... It's kind of like Cincinnati. Now, they do it in a different way. One's a little bit more finesse than the other. But my question is, and we talked about Jimmy making a certain throw, what's going to happen if you eliminate the run game? Now, that's easier said than done, but you run against a defense that they got to throw 40 times. Do they have enough perimeter weapons... To beat you in a, not in a slugfest, but in a stick and move contest yeah. where we're playing out. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. not a slugfest. Now, if you want to get into a phone booth and play them, there's a good chance they're going to come out on the other side. And Vrabel might start hitting people, too. <laughs> I, I, think they're as I think they're as tough as there is in the AFC. But I'm just concerned when you play the great Burrow Mahomes, even Herbert, yeah. Allen, can they keep up in a shootout? So they're going to have to play great defense, and Derrick Henry's going to get awful tired in the postseason if this keeps up. They're going to need him. Uh, Sean, who do you think wins between the 49ers and the Dolphins? 
if this game was being played, my I'm, I'm taking the home team, and I don't usually okay. just like to go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take. I, I, what's the spread? Three, three and a half. I think it's a, like yeah, that. three and a half or four actually. Yeah, I would probably take Miami with this. I think this is a field goal game. I do, um, and we'll go find out. Is it what is what is that saying, guys? Irresistible force versus a movable object yeah. type of thing, and we're going to find that out. But. Uh, both quarterbacks are similar in the fact that the ball comes out and they're pretty accurate. One's got more playmakers on one side. One's got more playmakers. I'm curious here. Bigger, another big key is can the Dolphins get any shape, get any kind of run game going? Last week they threw over 30 times against the Texans in the first half. If you squelch their run game, meaning the 49ers squelch the Dolphins, then you can start to pressure and hope you get a tip ball interception. I like the 49ers' physicality to win in a close one. If this game starts to creep towards the 30s, one team, the Miami Dolphins will win. Yeah. Yep, I, I hear that. Yeah, it's about the uh, the first number for the winning team. If it's a two, love the 49ers. If it's a three, probably love the Dolphins, Sean. And, and if it stays in a teens, take San Francisco all day. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Hey, Sean, great stuff as always, man. We love having you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.